welcome to Creatory. Um, it's been a while since we've been here with you guys, almost six months. Uh, you might notice that it's just me this time. No, Daniel. Um, he got lost in the vortex that we were stuck in over Christmas and has ended up in San Francisco. So for the middle bit, uh, until we can find his computer, last I heard it was in Iowa. Uh, it's just going to be me. He'll probably pop in whenever he gets a free chance. But um, I'm going to try to figure out how this thing works by myself, get over some of my weird codependencies. And um, I don't think I'm very funny, but we'll see how it goes. And uh, so welcome to the new creatoring. Glad to have you guys back. My name is Zach, and today I am joined by an amazing designer, art director, illustrator, beard grower. You oh. want to introduce yourself? Oh, sure. I'm Christopher Micken. 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 Yeah, no one can pronounce my last name. I don't think I've ever pronounced your last name correctly. I've always read it. Yeah. No, there's there's one person that's ever pronounced it correctly in my entire life. So. And you married her. No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It was at a doctor's office, and she just knew. I was like, wow, that's why I put the phonetic spelling like whenever I have a profile or whatever. Micken. What Micken. do you get? Mission? Yeah, Michon, Mitchin. Michon. Uh, yeah. That's, get, that's a bougie. Yeah. Like, people adding are adding some extra stuff. Is it French? I was like, it's not French. Do I look French? <laughs> I am not French. You look Irish, but I understand you're not Irish. I'm either. also not Irish. Yeah. Where is Micken from? Uh, it's as far as I know, it's Polish, so I assume it's been abbreviated. My my dad was Polish, and my mom was German. And I'm pretty sure the red hair comes from the German side, and and then you just froze, and I got to look at your frozen face for a little bit. Oh, I guess there's worse frozen faces you could look at. Yeah, it was pretty beautiful. Oh, thanks, man. It's not as beautiful as your Pinterest page. Oh, is that good? I think it's great. I don't use Pinterest a lot, but if I did. I would hope it would be up to that. You have an entire board of roosters. Uh, yeah, I have a little bit of an obsession with roosters. Yeah, I'm not going to make the easy joke with that one. Yeah, no, it's not for that. Obviously, I have a I have a rooster <laughs> tattoo. I have, um, and also just the easiest way to remember my last name and how to pronounce it is that it rhymes with chicken. It does. Yeah. So chicken, chicken. Yeah. So that was it. Was good and bad when I was in elementary school. I get. That say said a lot, but you know it's all right. Have you ever considered, like, would you go into being a chef, like a chicken chef, a if chef. this didn't work out? Oh, I mean, the name's just in itself. The branding does itself. That's true. I could. Can I you mean, cook? No, not at all. Oh, that's a problem. I, Can your wife? She's she's she is far better than I am. Uh, okay. I think probably I always tell her that one of the hardest decisions I have to make every day is what to actually eat. <laughs> I, I don't want to make that decision, what's for dinner or what's for lunch. I would ha- happily eat the same thing every single day if it was just handed to me. What is it? What's the same thing? Usually it's peanut butter and jelly. All right. I'm down for, uh, the, I'm down for the basics. Yeah. Simple treat for a simple man. Exactly. But it's delicious. It is. Do you have a peanut butter and jelly tattoo? No, that's a good idea, though. Would you do it on bread or just peanut butter and jelly? Because mm. I said that at first, thinking the sandwich, but then it came out of my mouth, and I was like, you could just get, like, a blob of each. Of each. Yeah. No, it'd probably have to be on a sandwich. Do you have a preferred bread? Uh, I like whole wheat bread. With the peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. See, I'll, I'll go down for some, like, whole wheat, like on a ham sandwich. Well, peanut butter and jelly, it's almost worth just buying a loaf of white bread. True. There's this honey wheat that's really kind of a light. You guys have Nature's right. Own out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature's Own. Why, why would Nature's Own be like limited to the south and the east? I don't no, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I was actually – there's so many things here that I can't find that I was so used to on the east coast that just totally bums me out. So like having at least the bread that I like is exciting. Are there any Dunkins up there? No. But I wasn't a huge Dunkins fan. There's so many mom yeah. and pops. Like I know that's like sacrilege from someone from New England, but like – I never – I don't – is it – I never got down, you know, I don't understand the whole obsession with Dunkin's from Boston. Krispy Kreme is clearly the better donut if you're going to go with a chain. Yeah, yeah, Krispy Kreme has real good donuts. I I always preferred the small mom and pop shops. We got so many of those that make their own donuts, old-fashioned donuts. Those are always the ones to go to. What's the really cool, is it Voodoo Donuts? Is that up there? Yeah, they're in Portland. I don't think there's one in Seattle. 
but I do like them. They're good. Yeah. There's a lot of fancy donuts in Seattle. They're all like, here's a donut with <laughs> lavender on it. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Lavender? Yeah, no, no. Just Roses. Get, yeah, like, yeah, I went to a... I went to the, you know, so Amazon has those spheres, those giant glass ball terrarium things. And there's, yeah, yeah. there's donuts in there. And I was like, oh, dope. Like, great. Like, <laughs> I'm here. Like, donuts. Great. And one of the donuts was like a rose donut. And I was like, it tastes like eating a bowl of potpourri. I was, I was, <laughs> I was, nope, nope. I'll have a jelly donut. Again, simple yeah. things. Where's the chocolate and sprinkles? Exactly. Right, right, right. Have right. one of those, please. Give me a normal. It doesn't even have to be pink. I'll yeah. just take a regular chocolate one. They're also $4.50 a donut, which blows my mind. What? Yeah, I can't. I'm not. No. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, the Krispy Kreme, like, right down the street. You know, they cook them, like, in that fat or whatever it is, and then they it's fake chocolate. I don't think it even has real chocolate in it. I don't know what the sprinkles are. It's a buck fifty. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. There's there was the closest Krispy Kreme to where I used to live was at the casino in Connecticut. <laughs> and my wife would always be like, I'm going to the casino. I'm like, I'll just come and spend all my money on donuts. Right. At least yeah. like, at least I'm getting something out of it. Exactly. Stomach ache, but whatever. You may not win anything, but heart disease. That's right. But it tastes good. I won the donut, donut lottery. So, I think I've been tracking your career and at least following you on Twitter and dribble since Society of Grownups. Okay. I think that's when we first connected and reached out. What kind of um, drew you out there to Amazon? That's a good question. Ah. You've been, I understand it. Well, except for going back for a couple of years, you did freelance, but you've been on in-house teams for most of your career, right? Yeah, I I haven't really done a ton of freelance. All the freelance that I've done has been mostly for friends or bands or really, really small scale, like uh, coffee shops. Yes, yeah, you know, really small, simple stuff. I don't have the, the like the personal drive to like sit in my house <laughs> and do design work. Like it just doesn't work for me, right? Like I'll, yeah. I, I tend to get in that like that mindset where everything is awful and I can't do anything. I really need to go somewhere and do something and having that structure just really works for me. Yeah. So the, the, my I mean, for a guy with a let it go tattoo yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> was it before or after frozen? After frozen. I, I, it was, I was after I got it this summer. So it's a personal trait, sort of like a, one of those affirmations that you tell yourself every day. Yeah, uh, I, I, it just happens to be related to Frozen, which is a great movie. I, I love that movie. I've seen that movie about a thousand times. So, um, but I, my son has autism, and yeah. so working with him uh, every day is extremely hard and frustrating and rewarding. And obviously, I love him very much, but uh, nothing is sort of easy or the way you'd think it is. So you have to be extremely flexible. And I'm a very stubborn person, so. Uh, it's hard. So I got it to sort of remind myself to just let the simple things go. Like you can't control everything. So mm. how old is he? He is going to be six in April. Yeah. And cool. I have a daughter and she's going to be three in April. She was R2D2. Yes, she was. <laughs> now, did you force them into star Wars or did you get them to actually get into it? You know, like we, we try not to like let our kids like lead them to where they want to go. We just kind of let them do whatever they want. My son absolutely has loved Star Wars and he's never seen one. So like never, never. He hasn't like Not, they're a little bit. Clone Wars. He's he's seen the um the Lego versions. I don't know if you've seen those okay. the Lego mm-hmm. versions of Star Wars, which are hilarious. So he's watched those. So he understands them, and we have books and we read the books and stuff like that. But he just loves it. He has all these Star Wars Legos and stuff, and he's just always really been into it. And he's, I don't know why, and I don't know where it came from, but he's been into it. So we're all just sort of like, that's great. Let's, let's pile on. Yeah, because that's not a problem for you. You seem pretty no. much like you're into no. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was late into Star Wars. I didn't really have friends that were, that were uh, really into it, but I got into it sort of when I was in high school. And then, uh, yeah, once you're into it, it's, it's easy to be into it. So Yeah. What, what was the delay from? I don't think I've ever heard that story. That's because for me, it seems like I've had it forever. Yeah, no, I I don't know. It just wasn't present in my when I was growing up. Like, 
I'm sure it's been on at like friends' houses and stuff like that, but it was just, it just wasn't around when I was a kid. I was really obsessed with Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Ninja Turtles were my jam. Um, Same thing with Legos? Yeah. Yeah. Really into Legos, really into Ninja Turtles. Uh, And then I, once it was, it was actually when the, like the original trilogy trilogy got re-released and they put them back in the theaters and all my friends were like, Oh, let's go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll go to a movie. And then I was like, Oh, cool. I get get it. I get (laughs) it. Yeah. That was like 95, 96. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was in high school. Can you explain to me what a sandwich sommelier is? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So, uh, uh, sandwiches are, are something I'm rather passionate about. Uh, I like I like goes back to the simple things. Honey wheat bread. I just like sim- I like really good sandwiches, right? And uh, it's been really hard to find a really good sandwich in Seattle without uh, like all the extra crap. Like, well, just everything. Like yeah, like so. Everyone thinks they have the best Seattle, the best sandwich in Seattle, and everyone's like, "These are true <laughs> East Coast sandwiches," and I'm just like, "No, they're not." So, uh, I, I I just I'm I'm like desperately searching for the right sandwich, and because of that, <laughs> everyone everyone that I know at Amazon comes to me with sandwich recommendations, recommendations, and they're like, "Try this one. Have you been here? Go to this one." And I'm just like, "Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. You know, like." I'm not going to spend $17 on a sandwich. That just isn't, it's not in my being, right? I miss the diners on the East Coast where you could get a ginormous turkey club and French fries for like $8, right? You know? Yeah. So it's not necessarily the, the most refined thing in the world, but it was delicious and it tasted good and it didn't cost a lot. And there's just, that doesn't exist here. A friend of mine took me to like a Jewish deli in Atlanta. Oh. And I got this Reuben. Oh. It was huge, dude. Just sauerkraut coming out of the sides. Thousand Island everywhere. It was like eight bucks. Yeah. Just like you said. Oh, they yeah. cut the meat right there when I ordered it. Mm. It doesn't get any better than that. No. No, everything here is just like, oh, let's try this fancy. No, stop being fancy. Just do normal. Yeah. It's one of those like you have to yell your order at the guy. And if you don't do it exactly right, they make fun of you. And you got to go to the back of the line. I, I love those places. I There was places in the town that I grew up where... There was like a donut shop and like if you just were like hesitant or asked like what something was, they'd just be like, next. It's like, it's like people <laughs> yeah. are like, like so then you'd go like and once like Yelp came out, you'd like go and look at the Yelp reviews for these places and they'd be like, the customer service is terrible. I'm like, if you're going there for the customer service, you're going there for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's true. I don't even go on Yelp anymore since they kicked air and okay pants off of there. Oh, I, I don't know about that, but yeah, you have to get in. That's that's some drama, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess his joke comments weren't appreciated, oh, and none right. of them. Yeah, if if you knew Aaron, they made sense, but <laughs> if you didn't, I guess they could be kind of a problem. All right. Um. So, what do you do at Amazon? I keep looking at your site trying to nail down just one thing, and I keep going back to the engagement design group. I mean, the stuff you pulled out for there is just beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. Twin Peaks photo shoot? Yeah. I don't so, think I've ever been more jealous for like one gig than that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So when I, I joined Amazon a year ago, and I joined on to this team that uh, grew into be 10, 10 art directors, and it is – I'm very lucky that the last two in-house teams that I've been on have been these amazing people that are amazingly creative and amazingly fun to work with. So, like, I feel truly lucky that I feel – I was telling people I feel like lightning struck twice for me, right? Like, (laughs) really lucky that this happened. So the the first year here, we did a lot of fun stuff. I was working on a very large – iconography project you can probably see that on my site but i had to put a password on it but um but anyways uh so i was working on that a lot and that was a whole year project it was really fun um but i got to basically take all these specific amazon products and create iconography systems for them and then from that build it up and make an entire iconography system for all of amazon shopping to use so that was really fun really intense 
and it was more than just making icons. It was like the system behind them, when to use them, sure. when not to use them, and style guides and stuff like that. And then there was also sorry. Oh, it's animating them. Yeah, and then you yeah. A, few of them. a couple. Of, I didn't do that. There's a, a motion art director on our team, Casey Lachale. He is an amazing motion designer. And I usually be like, I wanted to do this, and I'd put it <laughs> over to him, and he'd do, do it in four seconds. And I was trying to learn After Effects, and every time I opened the program, I'd have a panic attack. <laughs> I think you and I talked about that before. Yeah, where is like where I've been learning about After Effects and have actually transitioned into being a full time animator. Oh, that's awesome! How, yeah, I would have never expected to have done that. Yeah, two no. or three years ago. No, I mean, but, the, the other Adobe programs are super intuitive to me, but opening that one, it's just like, I learned you're just going to start right-clicking on everything until you find what you need to do. Um, how many products have I bought in the last year and a half that your photo has been part of it? Oh, <laughs> Probably uh, most of them. Ah, ah, I know. So we've had a lot of different photo shoots, and uh, I really have no shame. So they're just like, Christopher, go we're going to shoot you in this photo shoot. I'm like, great. The, the You're in the horse head, right? Yep. That, that whole problem, that whole, that whole funny reviews thing was my idea. That was really, that was a really fun thing that I made for the Amazon Instagram handle. It's was one it? of the best things Amazon's done. Yeah. So you should take pride in that. That's awesome. They, I think what my whole team did, um, there was another art director that was in charge of that. Jess Hamilton. She was great. She, she created this, this great style. And then we, so we, we called ourselves the Lego league because, um, oh, yeah. there's this article, um, that I read at society of grownups. Um, it's about giving away your Legos. So it's a big thing about creating a system, uh, creating a style and then handing it off and then going to work on something else. So sort of knowing about the life cycle of something that you work on and being able to pass it off to someone else to work on. The only problem is that a lot of times when we would do that and we'd pass them off, they'd just sort of die a slow death <laughs> instead of instead of living on, which is a little bit depressing, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I think the biggest photo shoot that I was part of was that Valentine's Day photo shoot. There was like there was a main banner image on the front page of Amazon with me holding a bunch of balloons for Valentine's Day. And everyone kept sending me screenshots. They're like, is that you? I was like, yeah, that's me. What was the, the Chewbacca photo shoot? Oh, that was super fun, too. So we did uh, for May the 4th, uh, mm -hmm. Star Wars Day, we needed to come up with a, a story, an Instagram story for that day. And for some reason, we had a giant Chewbacca costume in in the prop closet. And I was like... Uh, let's do Wookiee playing hooky. And that it just popped in my head. They're like, great, sounds good. So myself, Jess, and uh, another photographer named Emma, she's amazing. Uh, we walked around downtown Seattle. I dressed up like Chewbacca, and we just uh, did all these different sort of scenes about Chewbacca taking the day off from work. Uh, it was really fun. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, it's Chewbacca. So I got to take pictures with people and – uh, it was fun. It was it was fun to be able to do these sort of wild and weird things uh, on the days off from like the more serious work. I'm looking at the story right now on your site, and um, reminds me of something I read on the Star Wars Reddit the other day. Um, this guy said, you know, he's been watching Star Wars since the 70s. He's gone to every movie in the theaters. He owns everything. He's watched all the cartoons, and he just realized that Chewbacca had a mustache yesterday. <laughs> I guess I, oh, I don't think I've ever noticed that. Yeah, look at him. He's got that dark patch of fur right there under his nose. That makes sense. The only thing I didn't like about this photo shoot is that it wasn't you wearing your onesie. Oh, true. Yeah, this this one was a little bit. <laughs> this this one made a little more sense than than the Chewbacca onesie, but uh, the costume just looked a little bit better. But, um, it, but it was fun. The funny the funny reviews is great and amazing, but I misspoke earlier. The the greatest thing that I think Amazon has ever done with you on the team is have 10 art directors that actually get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. It was. Like, how the fuck did you figure that out? Oh, man. It wasn't me. It was not me. It was our, our fearless leader. There's this, uh, our manager named Sarah Rolston. She 
I, I keep telling her, I was like, you got to understand the magic that you bottled here because this is insane. And we all got to work on super high level, super really rad projects. Um, we had people working on designing email systems, uh, events, uh, motion, a lot of social. Uh, it was fun. We, we, it was a great group of people. Uh, and and uh, actually, our team just got disbanded uh, about a month ago. So I've been sort of trying to figure out what to do next. But uh, it was an awesome year. Where we were all together making really cool stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you guys are slowing down, though. No, no, everyone. The cool thing was, it's one of those like, it it came as a surprise, but maybe the timing was not awful. It, you know, it was super emotional, but um, I think it was a good time for everyone to sort of be able to reprioritize and figure out what they want to do next. Yeah, trying to trying to frame it in the right way. So one of the problems. Okay, so. I work in-house, mm-hmm. but I work remote. I'm in Atlanta. The rest of my team is in California. So I run into this one problem that I see a lot of freelancers complaining about on Twitter and just kind of like having people to bounce your ideas off of and like run stuff by. And I can do it through Slack or Google Hangout, and people are really quick to respond. But with the time difference, okay. like it's it's 1.30 here. You're at 10 o'clock. A lot of folks that I work with don't even show up for work until 10, 30, 10 o'clock. That's just their schedule. They work from right. 10 to 6. Right. That's cool. Yep. I'm putting my kids to bed by the time they're leaving and go figure out what they want to do for dinner. Right. It doesn't sound like you've had to deal with this a lot since you joined Amazon, but maybe as society and in the last month, where do you go to find that feedback and ideas? That's uh, That's a good question. Yeah, I didn't, have, that one I didn't have to do it in Society of Grownups. Like I said, there was a great team there where we're always working really hard and, and bouncing things off each other. Uh, I had to do it, and I didn't have to do it at all here, seeming that we were all sitting in the same area, and you could literally turn your chair around and be like, yo, look at my screen. Is this awful? <laughs> and they're like, no. Or like I, I created, like for example, I created two different icons, and I'm like, which one looks best? Like, I think it's yeah. that one. I'm like, great. Everyone thinks it's that one. Perfect. You know, like, move it off. And, like, being able to have that really quick feedback, I think you know there's really nothing better than that. Um, I had to deal with it a lot at my first job in terms of being the only designer there. Uh, yeah. So the, my first job, I was there for 11 years, and I was the only in-house designer. Um, so a lot of times when I'd have to get feedback – I'd have to uh, present it to people that don't necessarily understand design. So that was hard. And it was mm-hmm. a really good learning experience because I had to learn how to frame it and present it correctly and make sure that they weren't, you know, being like, well, what about this color? I'm like, we're not talking about that color right now. We're talking about this, you know? <laughs> so like um, it was a lot of just me learning to push myself and be like uh, those 11 years, I really took a long, took a really hard look at myself and was able to like hone my eye a lot better to be able to do it myself. Uh, I do not envy your position at all. That's the biggest reason why like I don't do freelance and I don't think I could ever do remote work because I would just be like in this, feel like this ball of depression. <laughs> That's part of why I do the podcast too. You know, um, it was always to stay connected with Daniel when he was moving out and now that I'm going to be doing more shows by myself, it's just a way for me to, even though I'm sitting in the same room where I did animation work this morning and I'll do more this afternoon. At least I feel like I'm connecting with someone besides yeah. my two kids and my wife. Yeah. No, it's, it's great a, people, but those are the only people I connect with most of the time. It's nice to see Yeah. as an extrovert, this might slowly kill me if I don't. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> super, it's su- super important to connect with other people. Right when, when my first job, that's like when Twitter was starting to get really popular, and I think that was a good sort of impetus for me to like put more things out there too. And I was able to connect with more people on Twitter and start talking, and that was really helpful. And then things like Dribble came along, and I don't necessarily use that as maybe as much as I should, but um, just always trying to find the ways to just get things out there, get things done. And even then Twitter was the way to do it. I mean, Twitter now is the garbage dump fire 
of the internet. Yeah. And I I, I think I've blocked enough people where it's actually usable again slightly. I usually log in and then quickly log right back out. (laughs) I have it open right now just so I can see if anybody sends us questions. But um, everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) People are trying to figure out who the hell I am. Don't worry about who you are. Oh, no. I'm just sorry it took me a year to get you on the show. No, it's if fine. If nothing else, I was going to make fun of you for putting out that call that nobody featured you on a podcast. I just I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, like, that everyone's like, oh, I'm on this podcast this week. I'm on the – cool, cool. It's like, oh, no, no, still not fe- featured on any podcast this week. <laughs> oh, sorry, Christopher. It's all right. I'm not upset about it. It's uh, it's my brand, of snar- it my, my brand of snark. Yeah, let it go. There you go. We haven't cussed as much this episode as I like to. All right. I usually I, cuss more than this when I'm just sitting in here. Are you, I, yeah. It's like Bezos, like breathing down your neck. Are you getting worried about it? Or No, no. I swear all the time. <laughs> I just want to say Jeff Bezos once in this episode. We can we can move on now. That's great. Can <laughs> we cut that part out? He, no, that's right. fine. He's in, the, he's, in the, he's in the tower at the end of the street. I'm down here. so I'm afraid of jacked up Jeff Bezos. I oh, mean, yeah. like pictures of him now versus like five or six years ago. Like that's good for you, dude. Yeah, you good, did it. Yeah, yeah. Good, good on him. <laughs> right? It's never too late to start taking care of yourself. I'm I'm struggling to lose like fifty pounds. I just started. I just started working out in January, and I never worked out before in my life, and I finally found something that works. So what is it? It's like this. Uh, it's this circuit training where you go for like about an hour in the morning so i get up at five and before my kids wake up and walk down the street and then you do all these sort of stations and it's a variety of like weight training and cardio and you just do it really you do like these stations for a minute on and then uh 30 second rest or 15 second rest and then you just keep going for the whole hour Okay, and, uh, like high intensity stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and it's working for me, so I feel better. So I'm excited about. It. Nice, that, the feeling better part definitely makes it worth it. I just like, I think I tried so many fad diets, paleo, keto. You know, I was trying all the cool kid stuff. I still don't diet. I dieting is not for me. I I know that adding those restrictions isn't going to be helpful. So I'm just. I'm trying to be more more mindful of like grabbing extra cookies, but like like I can still have one cookie. That's what works better for like I'm. That's what I was going to say is all those restrictions. Eventually, I would just fall out of it, and I couldn't keep up with it. But just tracking calories, like my fitness pal, I've lost like 20 pounds so far this year. Well, that's dope. I'll have to download that. Yeah. And it, so it's you, depressing you, sometimes. You, you just download the app and you lose twenty pounds, or do you have to like actually do something? No, that's all I did. It yeah. was weird. Fantastic. It's like the next. <laughs> yeah, but like, I thought I was eating healthier, and then I was actually weighing the shit out. And, you know, in the morning, like I switched from eating, I don't know, whatever I was eating, cereal and sugary shit, and I was like, here's yogurt with a little bit of granola on it. But I was eating like two or three times how much a serving size was. Oh, yeah. That's – yeah. No, no. I always – yeah. I, <laughs> so I, I always – serving size are just a suggestion, right? That's so, what – yeah. And I was like, this shit's delicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. So why, why would they make Ben and Jerry's pint fit in your hand if it's not one serving, right? I don't know. Yeah. That, no. that just seems hey, mean. Thank God for uh, – was that Halo ice cream? Oh, I can't do that. You don't like it? <laughs> I, my wife bought some and we're like, cool, we'll try it. We're like, no, no, sorry. Hard pass. <laughs> Their marketing's pretty good, though. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I like it's a beautiful package and everything. I was like, great, yeah. great. You know, less calories with same ice cream taste. And I'm like, nope, doesn't taste like ice cream. No, I'm, I agree. And now I'm just like, I'll go over to, uh, well, you guys, do you have Jenny's ice cream? We don't, I, I, I can get on the I, ice cream situation in Seattle, too, man. It's, it's 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 much like the donut and sandwich situation. There's just it's really lacking. The fucking hipsters got the ice cream too. They did. There's lavender and ice cream. They're like, I'm like, no, I want vanilla ice cream. Like, well, it's vanilla lavender. It's like, no, 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 no. Please take the lavender out of the ice cream and then give me some ice cream. Yeah, the only plant based thing I need in ice cream is vanilla or mint. Right? Chocolate. You you put yeah. mint in there. That's fine. Mint chocolate chip. 
And I, I wanted that thing to be neon green. Like, I don't want it to be healthy. <laughs> when they hand you that mint chip that's white, you're like, no, no. Yeah, Please put that. some artificial coloring in this for me. Yeah. Okay, good. So I, but, so basically I'm just like, I'm not going to eat lunch so I can have ice cream after dinner. There you go. I don't. I don't want to die before my kids graduate high school. Let's yeah. let's aim for that. Yeah, that that's was, that's the level of healthy I want to re- reach. Yeah. So when my kids are yelling at me upstairs, and I want to be able to run upstairs to help them without being out of breath, <laughs> get up to the top of the stairs, just wheezing. Yeah, exactly. Up. It's like, Dad, you're upstairs. I'm like, Yes, I am. But hold on. <sighs> I got LASIK two years ago, and found out that I have glaucoma. Oh no. And apparently, like, weight, they, you know, they don't really know what causes glaucoma, but mm-hmm. blood pressure definitely doesn't ah, help. Oh, okay. Blood pressure comes with weight issues. So I'm like, I've got to get this down so I can have a career there you before go. I die. There you go. When my kids graduate high school. There you go. I think After Effects would be really hard to use if you couldn't see. <laughs> it's hard enough to use right now. And it's like, oh, also, you can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, that LASIK wasn't cheap. No, I told no, my no. eye doctor, and he didn't appreciate this. I said, I'm just trying to hold out until I can get robot eyes. <laughs> so get, get me on the horn when you got the robot eyes in. Yeah, just get me to that point. Just let me keep these things for, ten. I don't know, 10 years. When yeah. We've got robot hands now. Yeah, I've seen that's a big thing in the last like week and a half. People at South by Southwest charging their arms. Did really? you see that story? No. Yeah, like this these two guys wouldn't unplug their phones so this lady could plug her arm in. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but she's got a, like a bionic arm. That's awesome. That actually senses brain waves and she can use it. It's like a real Luke Skywalker robot bionic hand. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really not surprised that tech workers didn't unplug their phone for her. <laughs> that is not surprising to me. We can do we can do a whole nother whole nother episode about about that too. About tech workers. About politeness in the tech industry, yeah. Oi. <laughs> so they're worse than creatives, huh? It's 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 I don't Are know, man. It's neck? it's a bunch of introverted people that like just can't get out of their own way, you know, like so like I was explaining to people, I'm like, the elevators here are super weird. Like, I'll get on, push my button, and move to the back. And then, like, other people will get on and then literally come and stand on top of me. I'm like, I don't understand how this keeps happening. How do I get keep getting stood on in the elevator? It is that people are very introverted and have really no spatial awareness. <laughs> or, like, the door opens, you know, and I'm like, I need to get off the elevator. But there's a crowd of people getting on the elevator. And I'm just like, I thought... That out before in was like a basic human right, but it's just, no, it's not. So I don't know. They're definitely not holding the door open for you. Oh, they're not. And it drives me bonkers. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, just be kind and polite, right? Like take take two seconds and hold the door, right? You know? Yeah. Or, or like even just the people that work here that are not in the tech industry, like the, the wonderful people that work in the cafeteria or work for security, um, they're the nicest people. And everyone just blows right by them, and they're always like, good morning, good morning, and no one says good morning back to them. So I always try to go out of my way to be like, hey, how's it going? Hope you have a nice day. Good morning, you know. Like it doesn't take any skin off my teeth, right? So yeah. I don't just know. Just common decency. And, and it's not that these people, tech workers, are necessarily rude, but – it's just I don't know. It's a different mindset, and I I can't get my my brain wrapped around it. I think you said it when you called them introverts. Yeah, I think that's just what it is. Plus, um, well, that might be too mean. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot it's, of it's, where, like, it's, it's you know, the neck, the neck beards and the nice guys. That's a lot of what they do for jobs. All right, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, vaguely. Anybody that starts a sentence with the word actually (laughs) is usually a tech worker. (laughs) So it's been my experience anyway, because it's not, not, I wasn't surprised, but I was in California a couple weeks ago for work and um, everybody's super chill and just generally cool. Like out in public, people you would meet and 
Now, I did kind of weird people off by like making eye contact and smiling. Oh, yeah. But I live in Georgia. That's just what we do <laughs> down here. You acknowledge other people. But in general, everybody was pretty, pretty cool. I've been to Atlanta one time and I remember I walked into just a like a some sandwich shop or whatever, small chain there. And I walked in and like literally everyone stopped what they were doing or like, hey, welcome. I'm just like, yes, this is great. Like I yeah, they don't do that in Boston either, do they? I you know, so like so so I feel like Boston gets a bad rap. Like everyone is is angry, but like everyone is also very helpful. And and like people there are gonna be, I feel like more polite and more helpful. Um, but also you 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 know immediately if a person likes you or dislikes you. Like here in Seattle, like you could literally go years and just be like, I don't know how that person feels about me, but like Boston, you're like, cool, that person hates my guts. I don't need to talk to them ever again. <laughs> Um, one second. I remember, the, like the only time I've been in Boston was for a buddy's bachelor party, and we went to a Red Sox game. Sounds great. Nothing bad happened there. It was great. It was fun. Sat under the the beer sign, um, so we could see the monster. We didn't get to sit over there, but um, then we went to a bar afterwards, and I think I paid eighteen bucks for a Jack and Coke. After seeing somebody get stabbed, and I think that was <laughs> it. Sounds like you got the Boston experience. Yeah, that, that was about it. But I also apparently maybe I should stop going to bars because I was hanging out in Augusta, Georgia, and saw a guy get stabbed during karaoke. <laughs> Did he do a really <laughs> bad job? Other design friends, huh? Did he do a really bad job or something? Like was no, it? It was just a dude. Just hanging out. He may, maybe he cracked a joke about somebody else doing a bad job, wow. and uh, another dude just walked up the street, and just stabbed him, and then just walked back out. He's like, "I hate that karaoke song." It was like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me. He's just got to get a stabbing in early so he can go home and get some rest. <laughs> That's what we do in Georgia, man. You know, everything closes down at ten. Yeah. Get your stabbing in early. <laughs> Well, filled my stabbing quota for the day. I'm going to go home and get some shut-eye. <laughs> wonder what Karen's up to. That's what he said. Um, and then we go to Maine and, like, Kenny Bunkport. And it was everybody's, like, too friendly. They're, like, getting him, like, Stepford wives. Kenny Bunkport's like, a weird place. Yeah. It's, like, super small town, but also, like, the bushes live there. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> So, like, there's this weird vibe where it's just, like, everyone's cool and it's, like, you can get some good food and, like, people are really, like, artsy. But also, George W. Bush lives there. And you're just, like, this – I remember I went to a bookstore there and they had all these books, uh, you know, like, recommended reading. And it was literally, like, George W. Bush's book, George H. Bush's – W. Bush, whatever his name is, his book – then like Laura Bush's book and Dick Cheney's book, and they're all just like displayed. I'm like, okay, cool. Not not my interest, right? I'm not judging, Jeb's, right? Jeb's book is like hiding in the back right. somewhere. So I was just like, I made some like offhand comment to the person working there. I was like, oh, do they just walk in here and like sign these and then leave? You know, because they're all autographed too. And she's like, oh no, they're my neighbor. I just walk them over there. And I was just like, cool, cool. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be arrested in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, See you okay. later. All right. Dude, go... you made that other hot dog shirt on Cotton Bureau? Yeah, you made Man. one too, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Yours went to print. Mine did not. Yours went to stickers. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I had a really – it was a fun idea, but it didn't work. That's Nobody right. wants yellow shirts. Yeah. No. So what I did was I punched out the – Oh, the mustard or whatever the trail of condiment, right, and then right, you can right. either get it on a red shirt or a yellow shirt. See, that's so like, that's genius. But it didn't. I guess it didn't go because people are like, who wants to buy a yellow shirt? They're probably like, who wants to buy a second hot dog shirt? <laughs> I mean, yours is better. The half tones. Yeah, that was fun. That was just one of those things where I was just like, I'm gonna try and make this thing and see if I can figure it out. Because also, I was, it's. I really like working under restrictions, so like sure. trying to figure out how to use as few inks as possible. 
Cause like I'm a pretty cheap person and I. <laughs> so it's Cotton Bureau. <laughs> well, no, no, I just didn't want. I'm like I don't want to charge twenty eight dollars for a T-shirt. Like I'm not gonna spend that. So like, uh, it was hard. But then now I now I get it. Now it's cool. I, I love Cotton Bureau. They're they're great people. But uh, yeah. it was fun to work under those restrictions. So. They're blank shirts. Love those things. I don't know if you've gotten those new shirts that like they make themselves. Oh right, yeah. I, I got I got one of the early beta testing and then. Um, and then I just got another one. Yeah, I got the beta. I haven't gotten any printed shirts with like the shirts that they printed on it, but I got one of the beta ones. And then I just ordered like a handful of just uh, just the blank ones. There you go. That's good. So I could use that. It's a good T-shirt. I'm always looking for the for the best T-shirt. And I'm a I'm a bigger dude, and it's like a one thing that's hard to do as a big dude. You, if you go with too tight of a shirt. You look like a sausage that was overstuffed. Right, right. If you go baggy, you get this mushroom pine tree look. Spare tire. But if you go, there's this weird middle ground where you like acknowledge how what your size is. Right. And for some reason, if you hit that middle ground, no one really pays. You look good at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get you, it. You don't accent it, but you don't try to hide it. You right. just accept it. Right. And they hit that sweet spot. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, I feel weird. I feel uncomfortable in a baggy shirt. But then if it's mm-hmm. too tight, like, no one wants to look at that either. So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm the dude that used to swim in a t shirt until I was like 15 or 16. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just, let's do this thing. Here it is. You can see it through the shirt anyway when it's wet. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like you said, I've, I've really got no idea what I'm doing. Just trying to figure this thing out as we go along. Yeah, I, I have really no idea how I, how I got here. I figure it's all all luck, but um, well, luck and a lot of skill. Yeah, because you're good at what you do, man. Yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> well, no, I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm super talented. <laughs> That's not who I am, but it's it's hard. It's hard, right? I mean, like I had a lot of struggles. Like I said, I was at my first job for 11 years. I tried to leave for almost five years. I interviewed at places for over four years, and it was just rejection after rejection for four years straight. And it was really, really hard. Um, But it was actually really sort of sobering. And that's when I sort of – I was doing that thing where it's like the definition of insanity where you do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. I kept interviewing with the same work and the same sort of mindset, and I kept – not getting jobs and then i was like okay obviously something needs to change so once i kind of realized that and fixed things um it it ended up working out and i feel like it all worked out in the right way even though that four years was really hard i interviewed at society of grown-ups um and i actually didn't get the job first uh i interviewed in the summer and they're like oh we since they were a startup they only had three employees they're like Oh, we're changing the way this role works, but we really liked you and we'll let you know if anything opens up, which I feel like everyone says to every person that ever comes in their door. So I didn't expect much, but then in December, the person that actually got the role, Christy Tillman, she's an amazing, amazing designer, amazing manager, amazing leader. Um, she she called me up in December and was like, hey, uh, people recommended you. Uh, and they mm. said you interviewed in July and we need another designer are you interested? And I was like, yeah. She's like, come back and show me your stuff. I did. And on the way home, I remember her emailing me and being like, uh, what type of computer do you want? And I was like, oh, I guess <laughs> it went well. So, um, and then I worked there for two years and it was awesome. And all the teams there were super, super cool. The groups of people uh, were really awesome. Uh, and then unfortunately, um, there were some layoffs. Uh, I got sort of a heads up about it. So I was able to start looking. And then I had a friend out here who was working at Amazon, uh, Robin Canner. She's also an amazing designer. She's now at Etsy in New York City. Um, she, switched. Yeah, she's great. She, she gave my resume to my last manager. And then they called me and I was like, I feel really... Amazon calls, you answer the phone. So <laughs> I, I really had no intention of moving out here. Like it was a lot. Yeah. We had to move away from our support system for my son and we had to sell our house and, you know, it was a lot, but, um, 
overall, I think it was a uh, worth the risk. I'll, I always say those those hard those hard decisions are always the ones that you got to lean into because the stuff that scares you is the stuff that's worth doing. Oh man, amen. It's true. That's always where the fun stuff is too. It's exactly right. You, you got to take those risks, you know. So because if you stay with what you're comfortable with. You're just going to keep doing the same shit over and over again. Exactly. But when you find that thing that scares you when you step out, then you start experiencing all this new stuff exactly. that you didn't even know was out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think that's – and that's sort of what I – over the past couple months or two months where I've our team got dissolved and then trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, that I actually got moved around from a couple different teams. And um, it was really hard, but I – just started talking to a lot of people at Amazon and um, I talked to people that were doing all sorts of different types of work, uh, branding work, uh, you know, lots of visual design, lots of UX designers. Um, yeah. I was like, and then Christy Tillman, the, my manager at my last job gave me my, the best career advice. And I've said it about a thousand times over the past two months to different people and on Twitter and everything. But it's like, try to think about what you want to be doing two jobs from now or three years from now and then plan for that now. And it's like, it's okay if you want to be doing the same thing in three years, then do that. You know, that's, that's perfectly fine answer. But like, for me, I was like, I think I want to be able to move back to the East coast, um, maybe get promoted and do something a little bit different, uh, you know, working with people more. Um, so then looking at the job scape, I'm like my visual skills, um, don't really translate well to the tech industry. And um, I was like, UX design is definitely what, you know, they expect the designer to be in any place like Amazon or Google or anything like that. So I was like, so I was like, cool. I, I can, I understand all the thinking behind UX design. I've like open sketched maybe five times in my entire <laughs> life. But um, I luckily got placed on a team that I'm going to be building some internal tools for Amazon. So I get to run the branding, which I'm comfortable with, and then build sort of UX systems. And then I get to grow kind of a new new skill set. So I'm excited about that. It was scary because I'm just cool. like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. So I think there's one thing a lot of people outside of in-house teams are worried about is there's like a lack of freedom in-house. And that's certainly true. Like we have to adhere to a lot of brand standards that exist or in place already. But it's cool that you found that place where there's even more room for creativity and growth. Yeah. Like it's going to be your baby. Yeah. So I don't want to get fired, but I was like brand standards <laughs> at Amazon is a weird thing. Like they're, they're kind of all over the place. It's such a big company that like uh, trying to like nail one thing down for an entire company is super hard. Um, like even trying to get everyone to use the correct logo here, it seems like a nightmare. So, um, but, but yeah, like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, that, that people, if you're on an in-house team, it's less creative. I feel like, like I said, I really like working under constraints. So working under brand guidelines and those sort of things, uh, they make me work better because it's just like, Oh, you have to design this but you can only use these three colors, right? Or you can only use this one typeface. Like that's a much, I think that's a much more interesting challenge than being like, use any color or any typeface that you want, right? Like yeah. I'd much rather do the first one. So, and, and, and hopefully you find yourself at an in-house place that allows you to take the brand guidelines, but also like push them and grow them. So like when I joined Society of Grownups, all the brand guidelines were in place. IDEO um, set all those up, but we were able as the in-house design team to take those and grow them and push them and make them better. Right. Cause there's always going to be opportunities that the initial guidelines didn't plan for. Yeah. Totally makes sense. So you're going to start that team soon. I'm on that team now and I'm starting to figure out my project right now. But um, how many folks do you have? Um, I'm on a team of one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm the fifth person, and then there's the one manager. So each team has a manager that kind of runs the team. Mm-hmm. And then um, this team is um, sort of a, a different team. I'm the only designer on the team. 
there's some design technologists and um, PMs on the team, but it's a really cool team. Um, they're doing a lot of really fun stuff and it affects the entire company. So that's really fun to see how whatever you build can be used by thousands of people. That's cool. But since it's internal, we'll never get to see it. So yeah, hopefully I'll, he'll I'll, you can I'll, post some updates. I'll, so we can I'll, share. Post, I'll post it and I'll send you the password. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. None of you guys get to see it. No, no, no. If you ask nicely, that's fine. Take me out for a sa- – send me a sandwich in the mail. Send you a Reuben. Yep, send me – yep. P.O. box me. Send, send me the Reuben. <laughs> I want my packages to be like dripping so that send those over, <laughs> send those over and then I'll send you the password. Nice. Yeah. Um, any personal stuff you're working on? I know you just redid the website. Yeah. So the, I, I updated my website because I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, that's a perfect time to sort of take, take stock and reassess and figure out how much impact I had over the past year. And I was, that was really kind of a fun exercise. Um, I've kind of stopped doing personal things. What about um, cut? I need a new shirt. Yeah. Do yeah, I, I have one. I have one. It's about cured meats. I just haven't put it up there. I'll send it to you. You tell me if it's any good or not. I'm like, I don't know yeah, if anyone will buy this, but uh, I have a shirt in, in, in the holding. But um, yeah, I, I, I that, that, that's the stuff I like to do on fu- for fun is the Cotton Bureau stuff. It's a great way to be like, I made this. Here you go. Uh, yeah. That's about it. Other than that, I'm really focusing on my family when I'm home. Um, luckily, I'm able to like, you know, once I leave work, I turn off my computer and I don't turn it on until the next morning when I'm back at work. That's um, cool. Unless I want to, unless I need to work on something after the kids. Yeah, go to but bed, you're not so. doing any Amazon stuff at home. Right. So I try to really, really hard to draw those boundaries. Uh, that's really important to me. So uh, there's not much personal stuff going on. Yeah. But now. Coming from, I know when you were on the East Coast, you came to some conferences. Like you came to Creative South once, didn't you? No, I haven't been to Creative South. We're gonna be at Creative South this year. Okay, creating, cool. doing a couple of live spots. Nice. And then Crop also in yeah. Baton Rouge. I, I've heard of you. I heard you talk about that. I've never even heard of that. That. Yeah, uh, check it out, Crop. Uh, I'm gonna fuck up his. Matt's gonna kill me. Propbr.com. All right. Just it, the conference, like. The week before Creative South in Baton Rouge, super cool lineup. Creative or Creative South has a great lineup too. Cool. So I'm just like I want to go to both and do a live show at both of them. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so we'll be there. I but to, you guys, you I should w- bring your team out. I went, we to went, one or both of them. We went to Adobe Max last year. That was a lot of fun. Was it? I've never been. I need to like sneak into one. Yeah, that was that. Was, it was. I think it was a lot of fun because we went as a team and were able to go and do all sorts of stuff. So. I'm not a big fan of Las Vegas, but uh, this year it's in, in L.A., so I might try to go to that again because I got a lot out of that last year. Yeah. Cool. But I'd love, well, to, I'd love to do more, go to more things, but traveling's hard. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to both. I'm going to Creative South by myself. There you go. Like, I think my wife and kids, they're going to go to her parents. Makes the hotel cheaper. There you go. I'll just sit and be really lonely. Like I'll go hang out at like a party or something, then just go back and just rock back and forth because I don't know how to be by myself anymore. Yeah, no, it's hard. Yeah, no, my my family went back to Massachusetts for a month last summer. I had, I had I had no idea what to do with myself. I was just like, <laughs> oh, what do people do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to just watch Netflix for a month. That's about it. Yeah. I just got a PlayStation, so like I there could maybe play that. I play like an hour a week, so it's not even like that much time. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm totally gonna get a PlayStation. And I was just like, no, the only time I'll be able to play it is when they go away in the summer. <laughs> we have a Switch too, but the kids play that most of the time. Yeah, I don't my, my, get to touch that. My son really wants that. I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thanks for joining us, Christopher. I appreciate it. Oh, it's you're welcome. Fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you got some usable content in there. Yeah, we're good. Is there a reason why I know Chris? I just uh, was wondering if there's a story. Uh, because you're so adamant about it, I, I was worried like something happened to you. Oh no, no, I just, I, I just prefer it now. So, all my friends in high school, and like even my mom calls me, calls me Chris, and it's really not a big deal. I just prefer Christopher. 
And uh, when I met my wife, she was just like, I don't like the word. I don't like the name Chris. And I was just like, okay. She's like, I prefer Christopher. <laughs> and then more people started saying, and I was just like, I like, I like it better. So, so just a, a good name. Just a preference. Just a preference. I'm, I should probably start going by Zachary. There you go. Maybe I should reconsider that. Yeah. But Zachary. Yeah, Zach is every, who, everyone's Zach. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, no, I'm thinking. Many Zacharys. Oh, I can only think of one other Zach. Nope, two. Yeah, see, you keep worrying about it. You're going to think about more. Zach Morris. And they probably spell it Zach with Morris. K. Zach Morris isn't even a real person. No. Isn't he, though? He's a real person in our hearts. That's true. That's true. There's a, um, is it on YouTube or Amazon? I don't remember. If you just Google, um, Zach Morris is a jerk. It's, uh, or fuck, I'm going to mess it up. Might be on Amazon. Is it Zach Morris is trash? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on YouTube. <laughs> I typed in Zach Morris and it just filled it in with is trash. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Go, go watch that and, um, <laughs> that's pretty funny there you go, I got the my... time Zach Morris lied about being Jewish to go to a baseball camp oh yeah that's pretty awful the time Zach Morris gave himself a homeless girl for Christmas yeah what yeah. <laughs> apparently I, I've forgotten a lot of um, Saved by the Bell <laughs> episodes I mostly just remember that time that they were all what was it they were all hopped up on caffeine pills or something like that or yeah um, oh the one that was in Showgirls what's her name yeah I, I don't know. I'm so bad with names. But I just remember her being like, I'm so tired. And then she passes I'm so out. scared. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Oh, apparently Zach Morris got her hooked on those because that's another episode. There you the go. time Zach Morris got Jesse hooked on caffeine pills. There you go. Zach Morris truly is trash. Yeah, jeez. I'm definitely going to consider going to Zachary. I think you just might. Just distance myself after this, from yeah. that. That's, that's a good that's a good branding move right there. <laughs> Get that SEO up. Because yeah. someone's going to, right now the website is Zach and Beth. And um, oh, someone's just going to type in Zach and Beth. And that's going to show up towards the top of it. As long as, it's not, just, huh? as long as it's not Zach and Beth is trash, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just typed it in. Zach and Beth. If you just Google that, the top one is Zach Gardner and Beth Whedon's wedding website. There you go. That is not me. <laughs> There's also so many different ways to spell Zach. Yeah. Apparently that was a thing on The Walking Dead also. Which oh. I don't I never really watched The Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. Z A C H. That's another way to spell Zach. That's how that's my go to. Z A C K Z A K. Oh, there's a Zach on my team. How did I not even remember him? I'm gonna be in trouble now. <laughs> oh boy. Uh oh. See, it'll keep coming to you. Uh. But um so where where can people find you on the internet? Do you want them to? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly just me yelling about food and my kids. But feel free. <laughs> feel free to chime in. Did anyone did anyone ask any questions on the social medias? Not that I got. Yeah, no, no one's but, um, everyone's like, who is this guy? Oh wait, I got I got two notifications. Yeah, what are they? None. That's just people liking that you're asking for questions. That's not helpful. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, Stephen, my friend Stephen, he uh, he's from Maine and he works at Twitch now. He asked, "What do I think about pineapple pizza, aka the Drake?" I don't oh, know. What, no. I don't know what the Drake is. Is that like that rapper guy? Probably. But where where do you fall on the? Uh, I am not a fan pineapple of pineapple pizza. on pizza. Yeah, it, it is not the 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 hot juice when you bite into it. I I can't. I am not here for it. See, I don't mind it, especially when you pair it with a jalapeno and a ham. A jalapeno's on pizza is fantastic. We had some pepperoni pizza the other night, and I was just like, <laughs> "Yes, I'm I'm here for that." But no <laughs> pineapple on pizza, I just I can't do it. I tried it again the other day because there's a pizza place in our building, and yeah. and I was like, "Okay, great, I'll, I guess I'll try it again." And I was just like, "No, no, I just don't <laughs> like it. It's not for me." I don't take. A, I try to. I, I try not to take a hard stance on anything, but like, nah, nah. That's <laughs> that's also wrong. I take a hard stance on everything. That's. I don't know what I'm talking about. Put a stake in that one too. Yeah, yeah. No, not not Fuck for me. Pineapples. Yeah, yeah. No, I love pineapple. Is like a, a fruit. Like 
Yeah, like give it to me with those little toothpicks at the end of the Chinese food, right? Like Stay that, in your lane. That, that, shit's, that, that shit's dope, but like, no, no, no. Don't put that on pizza. I'm trying to think if there's anything I don't like on pizza. See, I'm a big anchovy guy. I don't know any other anchovy fans. Ooh, my grandfather loved anchovies, and he would always get them when we when go and visit them. And I remember I was a kid, and I went in the fridge. <laughs> I went in the fridge, and I got some leftover pizza, and I didn't, yeah. I couldn't see that it was anchovy pizza. And I was just like, whatever. I love cold pizza. And I took a bite and I was just like, no. <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, that was anchovy. I was like, no. All right. Like no. my, my grandpa did the same thing. He'd sit there with a, like a can of anchovies that he opened. Cause he would never, nobody, no chain orders or carries anchovies anymore. <laughs> so no chain carries anchovies. He would just buy his own can. There you and go. just sit there with the pizza with the can of anchovies and then a bottle of Texas Pete and just peel and put it on a couple you drops. Go. There you take go. Take a bite. Is Texas yeah. Pete hot sauce? Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, All yeah. All right, cool. I, hot sauce on pizza is, is, a, is a great, great, great thing. The, yeah, I mean, I usually alternate between Sriracha and Frank's. Yeah, Frank, I, you know, Frank's is like, it just works. It just works on pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I like the garlic and sriracha though. Garlic and sriracha. Ooh, that's kind good. of a, like a garlicky. Yeah. Yeah. What's that Mexican hot sauce? You know what I'm talking about? Cholula. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I can ever remember the name of it. That's... They have a spicy garlic. Ooh. Also. That's good. Yeah. But I like I like Frank's on shitty pizza. Yes. Right? Like you know, like the really greasy, disgusting pizza, right? Pizza. Like, yeah. Like. You can't get shitty pizza here either. It's just, every pe- I remember we ordered the pizza. We're like, we'll have a large cheese pizza. Like, that's $30. And I was like, you can keep your pizza. Like, I don't know. There's a co- Do you see the theme here with me? Like, cost of food, like, it, 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 it matters, right? It, 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 like, it, it's going to be less delicious if I have to pay more for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? No, that's in San Francisco from Inside Out. Where they put broccoli on pizza. Oh, I'm right. sure you could find that up there too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's always. I guess I would take a hard stance on that. No hard vegetables on my pizza, please. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be hard. I mean, it's got to be soft. You can't have <laughs> like a raw broccoli on your pizza. That just doesn't sound good. I mean, I'll take black olive, spinach. Mm-hmm. Black olives on pizza is good. Onion. Yeah. Oh, but... I, I love onion. My my wife hates onion, so I never get to have it on my pizza. <laughs> My wife can't eat peppers anymore. Ah. From the from the kids, they broke her. Oh jeez. Yeah, it gives her heartburn. So we're like, yeah, I, I had to buy my peppers separate. Ah, right, 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 right. Yeah, this one place that we order from, they they give you a little packet of red pepper flakes with every every pizza that you get, and I'm just like, cool, cool. So whatever they get, I can just <laughs> dump that thing on there and, and go to town. So at least they're doing that right. Right, right. They're, they're not selling the red peppers from you. No, no. So that's good. This this one. But they put lavender in the pizza crust. Oh, I'm su- I'm surprised someone hasn't done that yet. I'm gonna, <laughs> man. We're gonna end this on a bad note. You're gonna see me start flipping tables. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christopher, you're in the meeting room. Yeah, no. I broke the whiteboard in here. Sorry, guys. That was a good run at Amazon. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. I had you while you were there. Why Thanks. is everything in that conference room broken? Someone someone talked about putting lavender on pizza. Like, oh, must have been Christopher. So is your handle CMCHN everywhere? Uh, is that Instagram too? Mostly. It's either that or C Micken, C-M-I-C-H-O-N. But on Twitter and Instagram, it's C-M-C-H-N. Yeah, it's C Micken without the vowels because some, re- some other no, some other dude, some dude selling real estate had it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because I joined Twitter so, back when it, was, when it wasn't cool to have your name as your handle. So I had some, uh, like, you know, like, I don't even remember what it originally was, but it wasn't my name. It was, like, some weird song I liked, probably, or something like that. So then I had to change it to my name, just keep up, and then it was taken. It was taken. It was taken. Yeah, try, Simon, try having Zach. Yeah. That's not on there. Zach, Zach is trash. Yeah, Zach is trash. I want to change my handle to that. I could probably get that. You probably could. Right now, it's just ZS Wilkinson, our creatoring show. Because somebody who hasn't used Twitter since 2014 has the name creatoring, apparently. That stuff bums me out. Yeah. (laughs)
like how do i maybe twitter will get that for me <laughs> yeah good luck with that they, they're they're trying to like put out too many other fires you ain't kidding yeah ex- excuse me don't don't pay attention to that stuff over there do you know like they're just secret like when all the facebook stuff like went down and is still going on over the weekend oh right twitter and snapchat are just like sitting in the back of the room just like taking a breather putting their hands behind their head like check out that guy yeah well, Snap- okay. snapchat i guess is not is not free of all all things either they were they're probably happy this facebook stuff happened because all that snapchat ha- stuff happened right before that oh with rihanna and everything it was rihanna and then i think one of the jenner people was like Snapchat's dead, and then they're and then they said it, and then their stock dropped like a billion dollars. I was like, yes. "What?" <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine having that much influence to be like, "That'd be great." I'd be like, "I want a good sandwich in Seattle," and then like all of a sudden, all these places would just bring me good sandwiches. <laughs> McDonald's is responding to you, and yeah. like yeah. sending something new. Support. They'll send you a lobster roll oh. like, from Kenny Bugport. Yeah, there you go, there you go. All right, as long as it's from from the from the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> well, Christopher, again, thanks for joining us, man. It's been a blast. We'll chat again soon. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. Talk to you later. All right. So thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.